Hey, this is Jordan Belfort, the real Wolf of Wall Street, and you're listening to The Anthony Rogers Show. Uh, welcome back to the greatest show in the universe. Um, on the line, we have uh, Mary Moody, a uh, huge porn star, penthouse pet, um, most famous known as a cam girl right now, a huge following on social media. Um, how are you doing? I'm awesome. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. I feel like we already did this without recording, right? Like, it's, it's a weird, like, the, the second <laughs> hello of the show. It's okay. <laughs> so you it's were, great to be here. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, so you were 2017 Penthouse uh, uh, Pen. How did, what is that like? Uh, what did, uh, I, I've heard about it. I just, I, I've just never experienced that personally. So I was like, what, did, what, what does that feel like uh, to be a Penthouse Pet? So I was the November 2016 cover model for the Penthouse magazine. And they also call you a Penthouse Pet. Um, honestly, I was only camming for maybe six months when that happened. So I had zero clue what I was doing. So I kind of lucked into it, to be honest. Uh, they picked me off Twitter, invited me to LA to shoot for the cover, shot for the cover, went home, had no idea, you know, the significance of it at the time. <laughs> um, but it was a really good experience and it boosted my career hugely because I had just started out. That's awesome. That's like quite an accomplishment for like six months and you said? Let me think. I started camming in March. So March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, eight months. But I shot it in October. So seven months into my career. That's great. That's a great start. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't prepared at all. So you found out later what that what that entailed more so you like weren't a person that was like, I want to be a penthouse pet like it happened and then you're like, okay, this is kind of what it is more so. I had heard of it. Like when they said penthouse pet, I was like, oh yeah, that's like a thing. But like I was thinking of like the magazines that like, you know, people used to hide under their bed. Like I never thought about how what that would mean for my career now. I thought it was awesome, but I just also didn't realize like how important that would be or how special it is or how hard it is to get for most people. I just like lucked into it and had no idea what I was doing when I first started. That's awesome. That's good. Uh, so what, what got what made you first start, I guess, or what got you into this uh, more so as a career choice, I guess? Oh, it's always funny when people ask that. Cause honestly, I just Googled, like I Googled how to make money at home and a bunch of options came up, like all these, you know, different businesses you can run yourself from home. But camming was one of those things that always came up. And I secretly researched it for like two years. And then one day, you know, it was time to try it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's definitely an original. I, I've never heard that story. I don't think uh, interview on a porn yeah. I've never heard that that's like, that's interesting though. I, was like, I do the same thing for remote work sometimes. And I'm like, you know, that makes sense. That's a cool. Yeah. Um, what was that? So, uh, no, did you have like a following before this? Or did, is this how you have a following or uh, more so? Or were you in entertainment prior to this or? No, I like don't exist on the internet before I started uh, sex work. Um, I didn't know a single person in the industry. I'd never met a cam model, never met a sex worker that I knew that was a sex worker. Um, and also the first accounts I made was my Chatterbait account as Mary Moody. What and is Chatterbait actually? Like I was, uh, I'm kind of done with that. I, I, I'm like kind of stupid when it comes to things. So, yeah. um, so Chatterbait, it stands for chat and masturbate, Chatterbaiting. <laughs> yeah okay so basically i mean you know what a cam room is cam cam model the chat you know yeah. how that all looks yeah. Oh, yeah um so basically i do several live streams a week from my house i broadcast video and audio and then everyone hangs out in my chat room with me and they can tip me with tokens so they buy a currency on the site and then they can tip me with that and i can cash that out as my paycheck oh, how old are you i just turned 28 Okay, so you're familiar with like chat roulette, I guess. Is that kind of the same kind of thing? Uh, like, that <laughs> I guess. Chat roulette. I never use that. I know what it is. Um, Chatterbait would be. Have you watched Twitch? Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Literally the same thing. 
Okay. That's I a- use OBS as well. I use the same program. Like, you're smart. Oh, what's your IQ? Have you had your IQ tested? Um, is an IQ not an accurate measurement of intelligence at all? I think that's, I think that's real, but I was just wondering. It's, <laughs> it's like a rough estimate. Like, if you're kind of smart, like, you'll be above 100, I guess, or something. But, you know, you're right. I, I, I've... I, yeah, I've never had like my intelligence tested. And also, I don't think I would excel on an IQ test. I have ADHD. I'm super hyperactive. I'm just really good at the job I do. Yeah, I guess IQ is just like a perception. It's like the Einstein thing, yeah. like, like a fish's ability to climb a tree or something. It's just like one measurement, one measurement. Yeah, I think a lot of people are really intelligent, um, even if they aren't necessarily like school smart or book smart. Like, that doesn't mean you're not extremely intelligent. Yeah, what surprised me is like, I think like, uh, like during the Howard Stern generation of like interviewing porn stars, like I think he either downplayed porn stars intelligence or like they just were stupid back in the day. But I don't know either way because I'm not, I'm like, I didn't live through that. But like now they seem like very intelligent. Like I, like it, it, it surprised, it still surprises me. Like your vocabulary, like when I heard you talk, I'm like, I'm like, okay, this is like an intelligent person. And, and I'm always, even though I know that I'm always surprised for some reason. Like I, it, are a lot of people surprised by that or is that just me? Um, I think one thing to remember is if a really successful porn star is playing a dumb bimbo, it's an act. It's her marketing strategy. Being a, bim- bim- being a bimbo is sexy and hot and she's selling a fantasy. She's probably extremely intelligent. That's what, okay. Yeah. And you even have to be to even do half the things you do or that, that they do. I mean, to have the fan base, you almost have to be. You can't be an idiot and have a fan base, really, I don't think. I mean, I'm sure you could get pretty far, but you need to at least be able to, you know, manage a business, which is not easy for most people. Right. And like I, like I said, I, like, like pretty much every porn star is intelligent, but it still surprises me with your vocabulary. Like you sound like, like, like you sound like, uh, like, a, what, like, I, uh, like an educated person. Like it's interesting. Like I think like uh, it's a cool aspect and it's not an insult. I didn't mean it like it's, it definitely, it can come across a little strange because when people are like, oh my God, I thought you'd be a fucking idiot. Like it's a little, little rude. <laughs> but I, I do think that. I'm like, you took that a lot better than I'd probably take that just hearing that. I'm like, I'm like that probably sounded like asshole-ish. Like, I didn't I'm, honestly, I'm used to it. And my strategy is always, if someone comes at me with like uh, an ignorant opinion about sex work, that's okay. You know, you don't learn about sex work in school. No one's teaching you this stuff. But it's an opportunity for me to kind of teach them a little bit, give them a better experience as sex workers, help them understand what it's like to be a sex worker. And then they walk away a better person. Yeah, and like the, it's always weird that people would make so, make fun of like sex workers or porn stars and like that. He's like, he's like the numbers on like Pornhub and stuff show that basically everybody watches porn. So it's almost like an insecurity thing. It's almost like, oh, you must be dumb because I'm insecure. Yeah, like more or less, like it seems like that to me. I do think a lot of people look down on sex work in general, and I mean, our entire society is kind of built that way. It's it's hard to grow up in America without some sort of like bad opinion about sex workers because you're just surrounded by it. Yeah, but I'd like to see their search history before they make fun of you. I, I, I would, <laughs> like, I'd almost assume that most people, most men at least, I mean, I'm not ruling women out, but I say most men probably look at, like, watch porn regularly probably without... Um, oh, yeah, it, I call them, uh, I call my haters my biggest fans. Like, I call it hate jacking. Like, I, they're just, they're hating me so hard, but, like, they're, they're also just, like, jacking off so hard. They're like, oh, I fucking hate you so much. But they follow you everywhere. That's hilarious. Yeah, I know they're paying yeah. attention. Like, they don't understand, like, what they're doing. <laughs> It's, it does seem like an insecurity thing. It was like anybody could just be like, I'm so smart. You're so dumb. It feels good, but it's not always accurate. It's, it's usually never accurate, I'd say. Yeah, and as a sex worker on the internet, like I exist on the internet, I get a lot of weird stuff from people and you kind of just got to roll with it and understand it's not about you. It's about them. Yeah, I guess. So yeah, just like, you're basically a psychiatrist. <laughs> I have a psych degree. Yeah, I use it a lot. That's hilarious. Yeah, no, it basically the same things like, 
Because like what I found also, it's, it's not like a lot of people that do this, they're probably just like lonely dudes or something. Like not all of them, but a lot of them probably just don't. They don't know how to talk to people in real life or something potentially. I don't know. Yeah, I do see it. So I am like a pretty woman available at a chat room. So a lot of men who don't have a good chance to talk to women in their life, they might come to me. So it's best that I'm kind, generous, and educate them if they're willing, instead of being rude. I mean, they don't get the opportunity to learn from women, and I can be that opportunity for them. And a safe one, because it's on the internet, you know? Well, yeah. And then probably also, that you probably teach them how to talk to women just in general, like yourself, or just women in general. Like Once they have, like, the, they put up, the, I guess, the, their hours or whatever, the mock level perception of 10,000 hours. I mean, you pretty much become an expert in anything just by doing it over and over again. So, I mean... I, definitely... I mean, I, I wonder how long it would take for my chat to talk to me for 10,000 hours. <laughs> I'd have to figure out how many months of time that is, but yeah. I do try to help my chat. Yeah. I try to be educational and helpful to them. Yeah. I think the 10,000 hours thing was based on like the Beatles in Hamburg, Germany of how long it took them to become like a band basically or something. That's like what his entire theory is based on. So it's like, it's loose, but it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of that, that it takes 10,000 hours to become like an expert in something. It was a best-selling book, so yeah, I guess everybody's probably heard of it, I guess. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I ever read it, but I definitely remember that being a thing, like, 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was 10 years, yeah. And it started yeah. off with, like, the book, they basically talked about how, how the people today, like, in America, we have a different kind of rich than we had in the past. Like, it just starts off, like, like I, know, I don't know why I'm bringing this up right now, but it's interesting, I thought. Like, but it, like, it starts off, like, where most people that were rich, like, throughout time were, like, kings or queens or religious figures, but now, like, you know, in, like, people like us can actually make fortunes. And, like, we have the opportunity now, like, where it wasn't before. We would just be peasants before, basically. <laughs> yeah, um, I actually, so sex work is often a marginalized group. A lot of people who enter sex work aren't rich or, you know, successful necessarily yet. Um, so sex work can actually be an amazing bridge out of poverty into something a lot better. I definitely agree. And, I, like, what do you think the stigma comes from uh, with, the, with the industry? Just lack of knowledge and security? Like, those are two stick out to me. But, like, what do you think personally? Like, what, what is the stigma? Why do people talk to you differently? Honestly, I feel like stigma against sexual freedom or sexual expression has gone back to, like, when the pilgrims landed on Plymouth Rock. Like, I don't think that's a recent problem. And I think it's a complex and long term. I don't even... I'm not even sure where it could come from. I would probably blame religion, but I'm not an expert on religion. Yeah. So the only problem I would have is, is more or less like married. I think married men or something. Like people that are in a committed relationship that the girls not. If you're lying about it, anyway. If you're open with it, whatever. But like, I, I think I think that's the only problem I would have with any kind of sex work. But outside of that, I don't really care. I, mean, I think legalization of a big, like in, in a wider scheme would basically just make it better tested and a more taken care of industry rather than just a black market industry, which you know, I mean, it almost is a black market industry. Yeah, a lot of sex workers prefer decriminalization over legalization. Legalization uh, can kind of lead to, I don't know, more restrictions in a way. Decriminalization is the idea that there just are no laws, you know, regulating sex work so we can work as any other business. That's how I am with marijuana, too, I think. I the same kind of thing. It's like, it's like the legalization of it basically just limits it to like rich people being able to do it, nobody else basically, to make the money at least. I think like... like Yeah, you got a point. Uh, And I mean, even now, are are medical marijuana um, companies still unable to use federal banks? Yeah, because it's a federal offense still. Yeah, it's not not federally... Yeah. So I worked in... um, I don't smoke weed anymore. I quit a few years ago, but I worked in dispensaries for a while. And it was all cash because they literally just can't use federal banks. And sex work is kind of similar in that if it was decriminalized, it'd be easier and safer for us to operate. Well, yeah, it's the same argument like abortions. It's basically just like kind of like a thing where like it just becomes better regulated because it's not black market. 
Yeah, they do say uh, illegal abortions are simply illegal abortions for poor people. If you're a rich woman, you can find a doctor or you can fly somewhere to get one. Yeah, and like it's definitely, so I definitely, I would almost, I would, I would have to hear more information, but I definitely would agree with the criminalization or legalization of sex work. I, I definitely think that would be a better idea. I definitely have, to mm-hmm. have pros and cons, but I, I, I'm with you, honestly. I think it's yeah, so- it's it's complex. I honestly don't even remember all the different, you know, points and parts of it. It's it's a complex issue. I just know that the majority of sex workers lean towards uh, decriminalization. I can see, yeah, I can see the why. Um, what, yeah. where are you, like, let's, like, to get less deep, where are you from? Where are you, uh, where are you broadcasting from? Oh, I'm born and raised in California. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> what part? Like Southern California, I'm assuming? I'm from NorCal. Um, I just moved to LA in January, right before COVID hit. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Are you guys allowed to go outside yet? or? Uh, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm like hiding inside. Like Anne Frank in it, the whole pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like it's funny. I'm, I'm in Missouri where like, no one takes it seriously. Like basically. Mm-hmm. I don't think we had it as bad as LA or New York, to be honest with you. So, so like, like, like you go to you go to the like the Ozarks or something, and like no one gives a fuck. <laughs> like there's like there's like buff. I ended a buffet like a week ago. Like nobody cares. Yeah. It's weird to see culture. Like you know I mean, like um, but I also think it hits towns like New York and LA way harder than it does middle of Missouri, middle of America. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I haven't like I'm in LA, so I've been keeping track of the numbers here. Honestly, not sure how it is in middle America. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's an interesting place. It's odd. It's a real place. I like, have you been to Missouri? I'm trying to think. No, I've never been to Missouri. Most people haven't. That's why I, I, that's the only reason I ask. Because I feel like most people would never. So, um, North Cal, you what part of California are you from? Like, like Bay Area or something? Or? Uh, NorCal. Okay. Oh, is that the city name? I thought it was Northern California. I, I didn't realize. Oh yeah, no, just I'm from Northern California. Okay, okay. Gotcha. I don't know the lingo yet. I'm just like I haven't been to California in like five years, probably. Yeah, probably saying NorCal is silly, and I just don't even realize that that's an abbreviation. But yeah, <laughs> no, it works. It works. I'm, 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 but uh, so what? What are your goals? Like, are, are you trying to get into entertainment more? Are you trying to do what? Are you, what are you first? What do you see yourself in like five years? I guess in the lamest way of asking it. But I do want to know the answer. <laughs> I personally really enjoy performing on cam. I don't see myself quitting anytime soon. I always say that uh, I will perform as long as I'm enjoying it. Okay. And like, these are kind of cheesy questions I ask everybody, but like, what is your, does your family know what you do, uh, more or less? Yeah, I don't hide my job from anyone. I'm completely out in my life, which is a huge privilege. Most people don't necessarily feel safe enough to uh, be completely out about their sex work. Yeah, I had a feeling you seem like an authentic person. You seem like you're like an authentic person, which I, I think a lot of people get caught in like masks or the whatever, but you like, you seem like you just like are registering. You're not going through bullshit. I see like your eye movement. You're not like going through like bullshit, like, like imagination. You're just like, this is the answer. Like- <laughs> I, I wouldn't even know how to make up better answers. <laughs> I'm good at being myself. I'm going to stick with it. Well, I think that's probably why you're successful. I think that's any, like anyone in their field is, is basically a contest to who can be themselves the best. Like if you're the most authentic, you will, you'll, people feel that. They feel when they're being lied to. They feel it's real, you know? Yeah, you did touch on something there. Um, authenticity is a huge part of my brand. And it's, it's purposeful in a way to make sure... Because, I mean, what I'm seeking when I'm doing my live streams, for video, it's hard. You know, a pre-recorded video I sell. But at least during my live streams, I'm seeking a genuine connection with my fans. So if I'm not being authentic and in the moment with them, that connection's not there. I can see that. That's smart. It definitely works. Like, like say, music or anything. I mean, if you're yourself the best, you will pass everybody up in their field, really. And that's probably why you got penthouse pet in the first eight months. I mean, like, it's crazy. Honestly, I think that was just my face. You know, <laughs> there's not much I did to get that except post my face on the internet. Um, but yeah, being also, I mean, 
authentic in the way on my cam shows at least is I authentically enjoy my fans, want them to be happy, safe, want to give them entertainment. So if, if my actual, you know, beliefs align with what I'm doing, it's a lot easier to just enjoy my work and it looks a lot better too. I think if I had tens of thousands of people masturbating me, my head wouldn't get out of the room. I would have such an ego. Like, how do you, how do you maintain that? Or do you have an ego from this or? I probably have an ego. I'm not sure. I'd have to like self-analyze a little more. Um, honestly, I kind of have like a, I have a certain philosophy about my work and life in general. So it might kind of help me not have a huge ego, but I kind of believe that no one owes you shit. So the fact that I can get on stream and have thousands of people watching me is just, I'm like, extensively grateful that they even want to hang out with me so if you like focus on being grateful for what you have and being honored that these people even care enough to hang out and talk to me like it's easy to kind of stay grounded for me That's a great answer no, it's good. yeah and they don't owe me shit like the fact that they're inner like the fact that they're consuming the content i make is a huge honor because without that i would not have a fan base and the fan base is what enables me to live this lifestyle that i do and create the work i do so staying grateful helps me stay grounded. Oh, 100% without fans, we're just people with dreams, like basically. Like. Yeah, and literally all the fans. Like I know, you know, like the fans who tip, obviously, like they're the ones who pay the bills, but I need all of them. <laughs> you know, like every fan has, you know, a positive influence on me and my fan base by just enjoying my content and being there for me while I create it. Have you ever like learned anything like super interesting from a fan? Like the mo- like. Have I, what? I didn't quite hear it. Have you, uh, yeah, I mumbled towards the end, it was dumb. Uh, but have you ever uh, like learned anything interesting from a fan more or less? Learned anything interesting? Mm-hmm. Oh God, yeah. I kind of, I've jokingly called my chat like the collective intelligence of the internet because I can just yell out a question and someone in the chat will have like a good answer for me. They teach me things constantly, yeah. That's awesome. No, I like that, the collective, yeah, I like that, the collective mind of the internet. Yeah, if there's a thousand people chatting in the room, I can be like, man, do you guys know that one song that goes like this? And like someone will know. <laughs> You have like an army. Like a thousand people is like a yeah. small militia. Well, a thousand people will be logged into accounts. Usually my view count will go anywhere from a thousand to 10,000. Oh, wow. But, but people like logged into accounts, like real people. I know that there's at least a thousand real people. I don't know how many bots are in the room. That's another story. Yeah. The bot argument is weird because I feel, I feel like what would be the purpose of somebody doing that to you uh, other than yourself using bots? I mean, like, I feel like, like what would be the motivation for somebody using bots? Like, I, I oh, know. you don't know? No, that's what I'm asking. Um, okay. So when I'm live streaming, I'm constantly being recorded and re-uploaded on like dozens of websites, like immediately. So people put bots in, I don't know totally how bots work to be honest, but they set up a bot, it records me and then it like automatically uploads to whatever site. And then like, you know, they have advertisements on the site. So when guys search like Mary Moody cam recordings, like it'll pop up or whatever. Oh, okay. That makes way more sense for bots. I was like, what would be the motivation level? Like the back I have, I have heard of performers like using bots to elevate their accounts, but the site I use Chatterbait did a bunch of work over the last few years to kind of like not allow you to do that. I think at least that's what they've been trying to do. Yeah. You just make less money. You look at all these fake fans like that and then you just, no one's paying you. Like, yeah. It seems weird. I mean, if the more people you have in your room, the higher you'll be on the front page. Chatterbait changed their algorithm so that bots don't qualify. Like, I have to have people logged in now to count for, like, you know, the algorithm on the front page. What people do on Twitch is to take over the video game's first page. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I see that a lot. So, uh, what, what, do you, what, what kind of software do you use for, this is a nerd question, do you use, like, Mac, uh, Windows, what kind of software? Do you oh, use? fuck Mac. Mac is awful for streaming. Are you a Mac guy? Uh, right now, yeah. I have a MacBook. Oh, no. Oh, no. Maybe you'll survive. I don't know. 
<laughs> I do not recommend Mac for streaming. A lot of cam models, you know, sex workers, whatever, will contact me and they'll have bought a MacBook Air with two ports. Oh. And then they'll, they'll need a webcam, a mic, their power supply, and an Ethernet cable with a dongle. And I'm like, you literally trash this computer. Get a different one. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. it is not ideal for streaming. Yeah, the air, the air is kind of lame for for any anything. It's like a Chromebook or something. Like, but yeah, uh, and a lot of people buy them because I I've never had one, but I'm assuming they're cheap. So I have that issue a lot where models will be like, I can't stream in high quality. I'll ask them what they have, and it's a fucking MacBook Air. <laughs> like, that's why, over yeah. and over again. Um, I yeah, I personally use a business class Lenovo laptop. I could build a whole desktop setup, but like I like being able to be more portable. Um, I use OBS software to kind of like hook up all my stuff. OBS, have you ever used it? I, I'm not familiar, actually. It's, I think it stands for open broadcasting software. It's what Twitch people use too. Okay. Um, I open a program, I input like my camera and my mic, and then I can also put overlays on the screen and like do all these things. And then it condenses my stream and sends it to Chatterbait or whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's like a third-party company. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, yeah, it's, I it's really important. I mean, what was that? I, I do stream on Twitch sometimes, so I, I am familiar with like a third-party software. That makes sense, kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah, OBS is awesome, and I highly recommend it. Even if you're not doing something super high-quality, like, it'll improve the quality of whatever you're doing. I like how um, we're, like, talking software, but, like, I, like Howard Stern, like, can you spell, like, words? And, like, you're actually, like, 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 like you talk to porn stars, like, like, in the past, it'd be, like, really shitty interviews, I think. But, like, like we're actually talking, like, like, like it's just interesting to me. I don't know. It's, it's a cool concept. Honestly, in order to be successful in, like, my realm of online sex work, you kind of need to get ahead of everyone else and get noticed. And there's so many, there's no barrier to entry in this industry. So anyone can start with a cell phone, you know. Uh, right. But to stand out on Chatterbait, my goal is to have the highest quality stream possible. That's, all. that's, that's good. Yeah. I okay. just invested $8,000 in my camera that I used to stream. Oh, wow. As I think like today you have, yeah, you, I mean, because like as an artist, you almost have to be like 15 jobs. You have to be a manager, you have to be a tech person, you have to be your camera guy. Yeah, I mean, you have to, you have, to have like 17 jobs at once now. <laughs> yeah. Past, I, when the past, you'd just be like, a, you'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm, like a hot, I'm like a hot girl. Can you guys all work for me? Uh, like you mean like type yeah. It's not necessary. Well, I mean, when I do professional porn, it's really like, I find it easier. I, it's not like, it's not easier. Cause I've had people say it's not easier. And I'm like, okay, for me, it's easier than producing my own content. Cause I show up to set, they do my hair and makeup. I sit there like a, you know, whatever. And they, they put everything on me and then I go perform. Uh, and then I leave and go home and I don't edit anything, you know? So I find that easier. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything it makes it probably a lot easier. Yeah. Most of my work is live streaming. I've been diving into creating my own content more this year because of COVID. I mean, I'm stuck at home. I might as well get better at it. Um, but editing and producing your own content is a lot of fucking work. <laughs> No, it is definitely. I yeah. Definitely. Um, so do you have any ambition to be in like uh, other films that are not pornographic, like uh, like just like movie, mainstream movies or anything like that, like in the future? <laughs> I get a lot of uh, low budget horror movie offers. They won't pay you, but they want to like murder you on screen. <laughs> I swear to God, I think it's a fetish. Like people will be like, I'm making this horror indie film. I really want you to be in it. I can't pay you, but like, it's going to be really good. And I'm like, no, this is like a weird fetish. I get it so often. It's funny. Like, I think they just, it's so weird to me. <laughs> I always say no. That's funny. That's funny. That's, that's like the opposite ambition of most points. That's, that's just interesting. I had a feeling you didn't have an interest in that for some reason. That's why I asked the original question. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes, to me, as a filmmaker, it would make sense because, like, you have a fan base. 
So it wouldn't matter to me what you even do. You have a fan. I mean, if you were a fucking librarian with fucking like a fan base, I would be like, okay, you're gonna be like, it's just, it's just networking. You put like uh, 15 people that have huge fan base together in a movie and like, hopefully it takes off if it's not a shitty movie, you know? It's like, I feel like that's kind of the concept people go for. Yeah, it, I have no desire to be in like random low budget movies. Like obviously if I got some amazing offer, I'd probably take it. But I mean, Brad Pitt's not calling me up to put me in his next movie or whatever. Like that's not happening. <laughs> nursing home now probably. But, uh, I don't I'm, even know what he's doing. That's like the first name I thought of. <laughs> I know, he branded himself so well. He's like, no, for sure. He's like the movie guy. Yeah, no, I don't. But it's not like some famous directors hitting me up. It's like random dudes who like want to make their very first movie and I'm not down. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's like people pretend, yeah, like, like yeah. I feel like there's a lot of, like, fake photographers around here that do the same thing with models. Like, oh, God, it's called guy with camera. So there's a, there's a fucking thing for it. I there's, a, there's a phrase, beware the, what is it, GWC, guy with camera. Yeah, as a dude, I saw his hustle a million miles away. Because would be, like, some 40-year-old fat guy with, like, a, like a ponytail, a less cool ponytail than mine. And it'd be, I'm just, I, like, make oh, my God, you just said ponytail and didn't realize you had one, huh? I know, I was like, oh, my God. Cole, You're my like, God. oh, fuck, I can't roast myself right now. I'm like, yeah. No, no, no. All right, no. Let's let's not let's not uh, attack people's appearance, though. That's that's not the the thing for me. But um, a lot of people, (laughs) a lot of people will uh, buy a camera and then contact all the sex workers they like, and I just it's not safe. (laughs) I don't recommend it for any model. Yeah, I think one of my uncles tries that. I like see the hustle a million miles away, but I'm like, girls don't talk to you, so you pretend to be a photographer. I'm like, like, do they fall for that? Like, do they fucking fall for that? I couldn't imagine falling for that. No, they don't fall for it. And I, <laughs> I have a lot of people contact me who want to work and I'm just picky. Like I don't necessarily work for the money. Like if a photographer wants to pay me, I can still say no. Cause I, I care about the final result, but I do get a lot of offers and it's just like, no, like you're not a professional photographer. Yeah. It's like, like yeah, it's weird. But yeah. uh, before we talk for like nine more hours, you want to throw out social media and stuff and we'll get out of here. Um, like, uh, throw, where can people follow you? Where can they uh, find you? Stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So one of my favorite things to point out is that you can search Mary Moody on Pornhub and find a wide variety of free videos that I've uploaded. Bam. And so that's you- uh, number one right there. That's awesome. So you have a, t- a Twitter, Instagram you want people to follow you on or anything? Yeah, my, my Twitter is Miss Mary Moody, M-I-S-S, Mary Moody. My Instagram is Miss Moody Mary. And the username is stupid because I've been deleted like five times off Instagram. And you can't reuse your username if you get deleted for violating uh, their rules. Yeah, I've noticed that. Stupid. Well, well, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, good luck in your career and stuff like that. And uh, follow uh, Mary Moody online. Uh, buy all of her things and do that.